Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the law offices of Dana Witten. Go to dwittenlaw.com. Are you thinking about getting a divorce? Most people wait till after the holidays. Dana says don't do that. You should be getting prepared now if you think you and your spouse are separating. Go to her website, dwittenlaw.com. All right, well, welcome back to another episode. You know, Natasha, Elisa, and I are doing a multi-part podcast episode Really inspired by, you know, you sharing your brave story about all these years we've Uh known you as a celebrity mommy on the radio and blogger and, you know, I mean, most famously the ex-wife of Kane. And so here we are. You you did that brave three-part podcast series, talked all about your lives. And then we said, you know what? These issues are so big. We're going to continue. I mean, I still cannot get over that. Just making that one small decision to do the interview with you would have led to all of this and this amazing opportunity that we have to just continue sharing all of these, you know, nuggets that we've learned along the way. And they're actually helping other people, which that's all I ever wanted. I don't care about thousands and thousands of downloads. I just, when I get that one message in my inbox that was like, I heard the podcast this week. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you. I, yeah, Case closed. That's it. It's so good. And actually a friend of mine listened to, you know, some of the most recent ones. And there, I think there's an author, I'm going to find the name of the book, but basically why it's so hard for adults to make adult friendships and keep them, you know, in light of you sharing about, you know, your friend betrayal. And I've certainly had many friends come and go in my life. So I was going to reach out. I, I don't have enough information, but I was going to find that because I thought that's another great topic for conversation that touches both of us. And when I left the Kane show, you know, everybody there were dear friends of mine for years. And then it was like the next day we just never spoke again. Yeah. yeah. Like poof, they're all gone. You make this radio family your actual family. <laughs> and <gasps> not thinking about when the show ends or at least my role in the show ends, there goes the family. 
but yeah. I need to read that book because um, friendships I'm not so great at. So <laughs> pass that one along. Well, look, today we're going to talk kids. Um, we got a message. I thought this was great. Uh, a woman who basically said, you know, the podcast series with Natasha is amazing. Is it possible for you guys to discuss more about the kids' mental health um, and the struggles that both of you have faced being moms? My husband went through a very rough divorce with his ex-wife. She did not allow him to see their daughter for a very long time and kept telling their daughter lies about him. Uh, his daughter is now 13 years old and she has suffered a lot. So I'm curious if you guys could do an episode on parents. So today we're going to talk parenting, the good, the bad, (laughs) the mom guilt, (laughs) all of it, all of it. Um, But before we get into that, like, how was your week? We've been leading with our highs and our lows. What's a high low for you? Oh my gosh, this week has just, I mean, I'm just going to throw the F word out at the beginning. This week has been a clusterfuck. Like I have, (laughs) I've ridden off the week already. Um, I, sorry if I sound like totally nasally. But um, you remember I mentioned last week how Harry got sick on Halloween and just like spiked a high fever. Yes. And it kind of went away. And then he broke out in little sores all over. Um, And he's had hand, foot and mouth. Oh, my gosh. That kid gets it several times a year. He's probably had it seven times by now. So I figured that was it. And he got over it and went back to school. Well, a couple days ago, I started getting a sore throat. Figured I'm getting whatever virus he had. You know, it'll pass. And... Monday night, yeah, Monday night, I woke up in the middle of the night just like shivering and had, long story short, had 102.3 fever, which as an adult, like that doesn't happen, at least to me that often. So felt awful. I had a doctor's appointment the next day, thank goodness, for my wrist, which I'm just falling apart at the seams, Sarah, like... (laughs) Change me oh my god model. okay I, I sprained it you know how you swing kids like um a different adult holds their hands while you're walking and you swing them yep Sam and I were doing that in Florida and apparently I sprained it so I went to see her for that I'm like by the way I feel like shit I have a fever my throat is killing me and she's like let's do a strep test I was like eh, you know and, and COVID and flu and all that I was like I've I'm never had strep. 42 years have never had strep. None of my kids have ever had strep. We have like some magic immunity, but fine, whatever. Of course, two minutes later, you have strep. It's strep. Yeah. Yeah. So I've strep for the first time in my entire life. And I feel so bad for any kid that had it. And I thought like, eh, strep throat. All, you know, all the kids get it. They're fine. It's awful. It's not fun. <laughs> So you've been sick. That's the worst. Yeah, especially, you know, when I'm like happy with my situation 99% of the time. Being a single mother and, you know, having the girls and Harry, we're good most of the time. But this is that 1% where it's like, oh, it'd be so nice to have somebody, to have somebody to kind of dote on me and pamper me, you know, take care of the kids in the house. Because, of course, once I'm out, the whole house is falling apart for two days, but just, you know, have like a significant other. That's like a caretaker. Yes. Someone to go get you chicken noodle soup. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you know, leave you in bed and tuck you in and everything, but whatever, maybe one day, you know, I've got (laughs) the dog sleeping with me. So I guess that'll have to do. Yeah. The dog's there instead. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's my low. Um, I'm hoping the antibiotics will kick in soon. But um, my high, um, I actually mentioned this to you over text, was on Monday, thank goodness, right before my body fell apart, um, I took Sam on her first high school campus tour. Oh, my God. I cannot believe Sam is going to be going to high school. How old do you feel right now? Old. And all you guys listening that have been following me since Samster Mommy blog 14 years ago, the kid is going to high school next year. Insane. So we went and toured a local school and I was just, it's just like in awe of her and so proud. She is an incredibly shy kid. She's very introverted and doesn't, you know, likes uncomfortable social situations, unfamiliar social situations. But when we were meeting with the admissions lady, you know, she just sat right up and she asked questions. Of course, they were like, what's the dress code and can I use my phone? 
but she still asked questions about the school and um, answered questions articular, articulately. And it's just like having one of those moments where I kind of just looked back and was like, you are awesome. I am so glad I get to be your mom. Proud mommy You're moment. Yes. Proud mommy yeah. moment. Oh, my God. That's was so nice. good. Those are good yeah. highs and lows this week. It was good. I have to admit, I tried to dress like a little cool, which I probably shouldn't have even tried because it probably made me uncool. But I was like, if I'm going to walk around a high school, I, if I'm old enough to be a mom of a high schooler, I at least am not going to look like mom of a high schooler. It's like, no, no sweats today. No, like, you know, old lady sweater. I gotta, I gotta get it together. <laughs> All right. I love that. Well, mine will be really quick. Yeah. Uh, my high of the week is KJ is liking his little daycare preschool. So, oh, good. you know, the first week was really rough. Then he had his first ear infection from school. But now we're getting to the point he, you know, when we go and say our goodbye, he cries. But the, you know, his little aunties uh, message us on the portal and they say, look, he only cries for like 30 seconds a minute now. And he's off. They had a dance party yesterday. The uh, theme of school this week is squirrels. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know if they're acting like squirrels or what. I don't know. Squirrels are the theme of the week. So that makes me happy because I I do think it's so hard with parenting, figuring out like when to stick with something with your kid, when to like know when to let them quit. It's even though I know he's 18 months old, you know, he's not nearly ready to make those decisions, but it's, it's, yeah, it's so hard sometimes to trust your gut. So I'm glad. And and what I love about Schman is Schman's a little bit – Schman, by the way, is the nickname we call Dan on the podcast, Natasha, we have for years because after for years talking about him as Dan, he was like, I don't want my name out there. So we nicknamed him Schman because it was like too late. But anyway <laughs> – so like right now on the podcast, you explain that his real name yeah. is Dan. Wait so Sarah. <laughs> it's, um, it's great because he's really good, I think, at maybe sticking with things a little bit longer than I would. And so I like that balance because like day two or three of him crying, I just would have been like, okay, he's not ready. And then now seeing him like get into the dance party is like, all right, that's great. Because if you were at home, he wouldn't, we don't, we're not going to be doing a dance party. You know, we just, we both have to work. We got to run around and do these other things. So that was a high. My low was, um, I had a work situation where I was, I'm working with a team on a project and we had to pitch the project this week. And the entire team, like all of us just didn't do our best. I didn't, I didn't do well pitching. Then the two people that we were pitching, you know, I'm pitching all my TV show ideas, right? So the two people we were pitching to didn't really give us any feedback. So it was very hard to read. I I was kind of disappointed with my two teammates. Like they didn't do well. And, um, I, you know what, and then I didn't even really go forward and sort of have a constructive like breakdown meeting with them and say, hey, how could we do better? So I'm kind of like beating myself up. Like one, you need to send an email and get back, like, you know, kind of have a check in with your teammates and go, hey, did you guys feel like this was that good? I didn't. What could we do better? So I'm kicking myself for not doing that. And then I don't know, just, you know, some. I, what do you, how do you just, I have to stop thinking about it, I guess. You know what? It wasn't good. We can Are regroup. Are you sure it wasn't on. good? Or is this one of those things where, you know, you walk out and you're like, this was terrible. It was awful. Like, I felt that way after our first couple podcasts. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was awful. That was terrible. And then, like, in actuality, it wasn't really that bad. Could well, it be that thing? I did talk to one of my teammates and they were like, look, when you do these pitch meetings, sometimes the people who seem the least interested are the most interested. So you can't read into it. So I guess I'm trying to get to a place and this was something like I wish I had done better on the Kane show. I'd taken I took everything so personal when I worked on the Kane show. And I think now I'm getting to a place with this business where you really Yes, when you of course like you want your teammates to do well, you want to perform your highest, but you also at some point have to like you can't internalize every single thing. So I'm trying to find yeah, that. Yeah, that balance. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So there you go. That was my. It was fine. I'm sure it was fine. (laughs) In three weeks, just you know, have a dance party with squirrels like KJ, and you'll feel better. There you go. All right, listen. I'm so curious about this topic because you and I have from toddlers to teenagers, Mm. and we cover it all. Cover it all, and there's so much to talk about parenting. 
your own child's mental health. Um, you know, I Sam and Soph I can relate to so much because I lost a parent too when I was in high school. So I know that journey that they're going through. They have ahead of them. You know, Harry has two amazing parents and, and sisters. So I'm curious, like with having three kids, what is the biggest obstacle do you think in raising healthy children now? Like, I know that's a huge question, but what do you think it yeah, is? Yeah, I mean... It's definitely one of the hardest things is just having such a massive age difference. You know, the girls are at a completely different place than obviously where their four-year-old brother is. So trying to find not just activities for them all to do, but when it's, you know, a joint parenting situation like, you know, they don't want whatever we have for dinner or, or something. I handle it completely differently with the girls than obviously I do with him. And sometimes I think they get a little frustrated, you know, seeing me parent them differently. So that is a huge challenge for me. But um, I mean, at least with Harry, I've had two chances to do toddlers before. So I feel like I kind of have it down by now. But with the girls and especially with Sam, it, teenagehood is new territory for me. And I feel like at least this is something I've come to peace with is that parenthood is figuring it out as you go. You can read every book out there, but so much of it is trial and error, you know, trusting your instinct, trying to do the best, but you're going to screw it up and you're going to make wrong decisions. And then you just have to kind of repivot and try to get it back on track again. But it's it's definitely a brave new world going into the teenage years. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> and Natasha, I'm curious. Obviously, I have such a little one. All yours are in school. And, you know, when you talk to other parents, like you hear the same themes, I feel like, over and over. Bullying's an issue. You know, social media, cell phones, like um, what they're doing on social media. Um, now, you know, you read things like kids play fewer sports. They just want to play e-video game, e games. They want to just be on screens. What do you think, like, what's your experience been with these societal themes um, that are difficult with teens and preteens? Do you, th what, what have you found to be some of the challenges? Uh, well, definitely that you nailed it and don't underestimate that. I remember once Peter and I were like a dumb story, but we were at the pediatrician's office for the girls and they were a couple years younger, you know, not quite teenagers. And I remember he was annoyed that I was um, letting one of them take melatonin when she couldn't sleep, when she was really stressed out. So he asked the pediatrician, like, is this dangerous? Is she going to get addicted to melatonin? And she was like, listen to me. The thing that you need to worry about the most with soon to be teenage kids is social media. Social media is the thing that I see that harms teenagers more than anything else out there, more than alcohol, drugs, sex, anything. It's what social media does to a young brain and especially a young girl's brain and how it affects their um, ability to develop their self-confidence, you know, just their whole mindset about who they are. And I never forgot that. And it's been it's been a very tricky road. I um excuse me. I just let the girls both have private TikTok accounts. Cause here's the thing, and this this I've struggled with. I wasn't gonna let them have any social media, but then they came to me and they're like, all of our friends have it, and we feel like we're missing out because you know they're all talking about what they saw on their social media and the videos they shared with each other. So you're kind of like ostracizing us by letting us have nothing. And I felt like that was kind of a valid point. Like you kind of have to balance it out. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? <laughs> You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, 
or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. But I wasn't just going to open the floodgates and say you can have whatever you want. So I agreed they could both have private TikTok accounts that I have the password to, that I um, am a follower of, so I could see everything they're doing. And they could only have a limited amount of friends. It could only be their actual close friends. It couldn't just be everybody out there. 
And I sat down and I had like a real serious talk. The thing with teenagers is their eyes glaze over. So I just hope some of my words sunk in about if you start feeling bad about yourself, like let's say you post a video, you know, doing one of these silly TikTok dances in your room and it doesn't get a lot of likes. Is that going, if you find yourself suddenly thinking, and I have to remind myself this as an adult on social media, like there's something wrong with me or I'm, you feel bad about yourself because of the way likes went on social media, then it's time to take a step back. Um, and with the negative comments, that's been a tough one too. Like if you, and that's why I tried to limit it to just their close friends, because I don't want strangers or, you know, who knows out there leaving hateful comments and it then ruining their self-esteem and how they feel about themselves. So that was some of the parameters I put down. I just let Sam, now that she's 14, get Instagram, same thing, private and only with her friends. But, um, you know, of course they want everything. Now they're like, can we have Snapchat? I'm like, hell no, no, no Snapchat. Nothing good comes from Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. It's tough though, Sarah. It's really oh, tough. I mean, it's not something you or I ever had to deal with when we were growing up, which I'm kind of grateful for, to be honest. Um. Okay, I'm curious about this too. I have like a thousand questions for you always, but... um. So how how has it been navigating? Because the girls have the girls have had public figure parents, right? So I'm also I'm also curious about this. Obviously with KJ, and you know, like I put my whole life out there. Like I want to be famous. I would be a talk show host. Like all these things, right? I mean, you've kind of lived it. Like everybody in the DC area knows who their dad is, knows part of the story probably, or what they think the story is. Tell me as much as you can share how that has been for you, for the girls, how much are they aware of? That has been, um, I mean, man, his success was obviously such a blessing because, you know, it financially opened up a lot of doors for us. The girls can go to great schools, you know, their colleges set and everything. But the price that they pay for, it was nice when they were younger. And you probably experienced this with KJ. You know, people would recognize us when they're out and they'd recognize the girls and be like, oh my gosh, I love your dad or I love your mom's stuff. And it was fine. But now, I mean, it he's been dead for a year and a half and they still get other kids Googling him and bringing it up to the girls or, you know, just making ugly. I remember there were some mean girls that were teasing Sophie last year and they made a comment about like how your dad was arrested and now he's dead and stuff and just like mm. ugly stuff like that. So that's been that's been really hard and and I can't protect them from what's already out there obviously other than to we talk about stuff to exhaustion. I mean, you do. I don't have a lot of filters with the girls. We talk about everything. And I sat down and talked with them before I did the podcast with you and before I went back on social media at all, because I went off for almost a good year after Peter died. And I sat down with them because now it's not just my life that I'm putting out there. Their friends are on social media. So it's Sam and Sophie's life that I'm putting out there and they have a right to their privacy when they want it. Um, so it's, it's been tricky. I have to check in with them a lot to make sure I have their blessing for things. And they'll tell me sometimes, um, it was a few weekends ago that I was taking videos of some stuff that we were doing and they both kind of said to me, mom, you're taping too much stuff for Instagram. Can we just like put away the phone and just have this just for us? I was like, oh crap. <laughs> Like from the mouth of babes, you know, yeah, like right, you right. need to put away my phone. Right. Um, so I check in with them a lot. You know, it was, oh gosh, I don't know if I should tell this story or not. Although now once I say that, I probably have to tell the story. Um, and I think I mentioned this to you. Like I had to reach out to intern John because Sam and Sophie were on his Instagram, um, you know, as one of the little categories, right? Yeah, at the yeah, front. your highlights. And yeah, yeah, your highlights. It was them. And it was, you know, nothing wrong with it. It was all very sweet pictures from when they were younger. You know, he hadn't seen them in years. So it was all younger stuff. And also stuff from when their dad died, you know, him reading the letter on the air that he wrote to them. 
they came to me and they're like, we don't want to be on his social media. Like we don't give our permission for that. So I reached out to him and asked him to take it down, take it down. And he was very sweet about it. He was like, oh my gosh, I had, you know, had no idea they wouldn't want to be a part of that. But, you know, I'm trying to give them a voice as much as I can now for how their image is used and how much of their privacy is used. Because honestly, every time I post about them, it's taking away a bit of their privacy. Yeah. Um, Trying to be mindful of that. And it's going to be tough for you when he gets older. You know, (laughs) he may not like some of the videos you put out there. Well, look, I mean, I'm ready to launch his YouTube channel right now and like have him reviewing toys. But, you know, I'm not sure that. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. 100%. I mean, I love the entertainment business and I'm with you. I feel like I feel like if you are, you know, because I'm curious about this. Like I told you when my dad passed away, everybody in the family talked about it for like two weeks. And then after that, it was like, move on. You know, this was sad. We're not going to talk about it. And then basically like 10 years later, when I got into therapy because of what was going on in the cane show, that was one of the big themes in my life that hadn't been addressed. Right. And there was a lot of things coming up for me around that. But I feel like like your approach with the girls, if you talk about everything, I mean, I would never have KJ, you know, Dan and I are on the same page. At some point, they get to decide. Like, I wouldn't force him to be on YouTube or, you know, be an actor. But like, I mean, I have these visions like, yeah, KJ and I are going to be like Joan Rivers and Melissa Rivers. Like, I'll be the insane, over the top, you know, 70 year old. And my son will be the, the one that's like, mom. Mom, this is out of control. You can't try to make out with a 90-year-old Brad Pitt. Like, I mean, you know, it's like, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I think we're entertainment people have gone wrong. And I think a lot of people have learned from these lessons, like you've seen with the Jackson family, with so many families, right? I mean, Lohan, like child stars. They force them to, and then they become the breadwinner for the family. And there's so much pressure on a 15 year old to, who can't hit, I would never be like that. But I mean, I, I don't know. I love the entertainment. I mean, the power of, look, having a microphone, all the influence that we had on the Kane show. I mean, there's something to that. And if the if you hold the objection of being good as your goal or entertaining and helping people, I think that's very powerful. So I, yeah, I mean, I would start his YouTube channel like yesterday, but so far he doesn't have one. So I don't know. I mean, I would just give it some thought because um, that's so funny. I'll be totally honest with you. That's hilarious you say that because Harry loves to watch YouTube kids and we'll see like Ryan's toy review or there's this kid that reviews Hot Wheels stuff and he's like six and we watch it all. And every time I watch it, I'm like, he has terrible parents that they let him have all this out there. That'll be me. That'll be me. I totally judge the parents. That'll be me. But I mean, here's what I would ask you, because I have wondered, I told you the girls have private social media and I've thought about, should I, you know, when I put videos of them up, should I tag their social media accounts? This was before we decided to do it private, like when I was wondering about it, because that would instantly get them, you know, tens of thousands of followers. And the reason why I didn't do it was, and, and, you know, I, I see other people that are local, you know, media stars and stuff that their kids have their own social media channel or social media, you know, handles and stuff. And they have all these followers. And I just I just have to wonder, social media. There's a lot of good from it, but there is so much toxicity and judgment that comes from it, even for us as adults, that to expose a child to that maybe before they're ready I have to wonder if the good outweighs the bad because yeah. it's even difficult for us as adults to manage how social media affects us. So when you put that out there for a developing child, I don't know, does the good outweigh the bad? Well, I think I don't I, mean to come down on you hard at all. No, it's just no. something I've been wondering about. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I mean, I have a, like, I post and ghost on social media. I I just, I post and I don't care what people say um, anymore. And, but I've been on it 10 years. And I think the longer you're on it, the more you realize, one, it's, it's very fake. You know, there's a lot of bots. 
whatever you think of Elon Musk, right? But I mean, you know, one of Elon Musk's trying to get out of buying Twitter was there's, it's all fake. It's all these bots that come after you that say things, you know, that people can buy, people can buy followers. So I think when you look at, you and I talked about it, you you post on Instagram, suddenly you get 5,000 followers and then 2,000 fall off. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. a way for you to pay. You know, I mean, all these outlets have to make money. The danger of TikTok, right, is it's a Chinese-owned company that's mining Americans for all of our habits, our information, our, you know, what are what we get angry about, what we, so they can use that to manipulate us. I think when you look at it that way, like to me, if KJ were going to have a YouTube, it's like we post, you, I wouldn't even have him look at any of the comments or anything. It's like this is, but not every child is ready for that. And I think that's what's great about you. Some kids want it. Sounds like Harry has this interest. But Soph and Sam may be like, I don't, I hate this. I don't like criticism. And you know, I mean, I have friends that I put crap out there. They don't give a shit what people think about their political views. They don't care. Other friends of mine, I have, they'll call me and they'll say, can you not post this? I don't like this. I, I don't want any negative feedback. So to me, it's all about the kid. And like if I if I did this with KJ and then I noticed this was really impacting him, to me, it's like there's no dollar amount that's worth cont- – I don't give a shit if Toys R Us has endorsed him for $500,000. Like it's not worth selling your child for – and I would never make my kid my breadwinner. Like I think that's – that to me is the fucked up thing that parents do. It's like your child is not your breadwinner. If it turns out they like it and you guys make money, how lucky are you? Yeah. But, and, I mean, listen, I finally got, finally Google gave me access to my old YouTube account. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was looking back at the old videos and it's all videos I posted with Sam and Sophie when yeah. they were toddlers and little kids and we were doing crafts and everything. And, you know, like at KJ's agent for the next few years, he is going to be completely oblivious to it. So, you know, I don't see a lot of harm that could come from it. Um, I guess just once they get a little older, how can you stop them from seeing they're going to want to know what, you know, the comments are or if you Google your own name, everything that comes with it. And it's just, you know, when you think about the innocence of a child and like the childhood you and I had growing up, it was hard enough just with school friends judging us. We didn't have the whole Internet out there that could be judging us, you know, and social media and everything. So I don't know. I just I just want to keep them in as safe a bubble as I can. And as they get older, that bubble is starting to burst. (laughs) But um, it's interesting. I mean, I can definitely see it from both sides. It's so hard. Um, All right. I want to shift gears. I'm curious. What did in your childhood, what do you think your parents did right in parenting that you carry with you? What do you think they did wrong? All right. Natasha and I are honored. We love Dana Witten. She's a brand new sponsor to this podcast. Uh, and she's a divorce attorney with over 10 years of experience in the D.C. region and a super attorney. Go to her website, dwittenlaw.com. Right now, by the way, when you mention you heard about Dana on the Sarah Fraser show, you're getting an hour-long consultation that normally would run you $300 for just $150. What does your ideal life look like? If the answer is it doesn't include your spouse, then the holidays are coming up and this is the perfect time to start planning for the future that you want. Take that first step. Call our friend in the law offices of Dana K. Witten for divorce and child custody issues. As I mentioned, she has over 10 years of experience. Dana Witten has learned that clients need to be heard, need to be educated on the legal process, and need personal support. She does all that for you, and she is a fierce and dedicated advocate during one of the most stressful times you'll face. Go to her website. It's dwittenlaw.com, or you can call her to make an appointment today at 301-637-6070. Nutrafol. Guys, I love Nutrafol. It's an amazing supplement. Shout out to one of our listeners, too, who just screenshotted this week and said, Sarah, I ordered my Nutrafol for the first time. 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience thinning hair, yet it's still not openly talked about, which can cause ongoing and scary stress for all of us, especially those of us like women who are dealing with different hair, maybe postpartum hormones, maybe you're going through menopause, maybe you just don't have thick hair that you want. Thinning is different 
different for both men and women. And Nutrafol has supplements for both men and women. By the way, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair supplement. I love it. I've been taking it in combination with my prenatal and some other items. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the Sarah Fraser Show. By going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TSFS to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a very limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use the promo code TSFS. Um, I mean, it's all it's all focused around my mom because she was the main one that raised me and she's my best friend now. And she obviously did some good things along the way. And having teenage girls, it's probably a daily basis that I think about the interactions I had with my mom at these ages when I get into situations with the girls. And, you know, some of the things that she did great were I always felt like I could go to her with anything. And I did go to her with with all my problems. Um, and she was she was always there for me to talk to. One of the things that maybe she didn't do great that I'm trying to do differently is listening. You know, with teenage girls, especially with with Sophie, she's the one she's just like me. So we we butt heads a little more and she's going through the phase where she's so emotional and she just will. The mood swings just, you know, come out of nowhere and she'll do a 180 on you and she'll be furious at me for something and then in tears. And my instinct, like my gut reaction is to kind of tell her why she shouldn't feel that way. Like, you know, the house is not burning down. You know, you're not justified in feeling as upset as you do. That's something my mom did when I would get so upset. And it didn't make me feel good as a kid because what it does that maybe you don't realize is it invalidates their feelings. So what I'm trying to do now, and I do not do this perfectly, I have to go back to her so many times after we've had an argument, is I'm trying to just be quiet, just zip my mouth and listen, let her have it all out. And she'll go on and on for 10 minutes, but just sit and listen. And then I'm trying to say, validate feelings first you know that sucks i'm sorry you feel that way you're obviously really upset instead of why are you so upset you know this doesn't make any sense that you're so upset because i you know buttered your pasta wrong like it can be that ridiculous i'm not even lying and there will be a total meltdown but instead like taking a beat validating the feelings first and then one thing i've started doing with both of them trying to do let me put it that way is asking first do you want my advice about this? Because sometimes they don't want it. They just want to be heard. They just want to get it all out, have their feelings validated, and that can be it. And they'll go and calm down and come around. But a lot of times they do actually want my two cents when it's, you know, a boy issue or friend fights, you know, girl on girl issues. Um, And I find when like I ask first, they're a lot more receptive to actually hear than the advice that I can give them. So that is what I'm trying so hard to do differently than my mom did. And my mom, listen, my mom got pregnant with me when she was like 19. She was very young. She did the best that she could and she did an amazing job. But that's the one thing I'm trying to do differently is to listen, validate feelings and ask, do you want my advice? Those are so good. Oh, my God. And, you know, our parents, right, even if we have great parents, no one in life is perfect. You know, they're just they, – nobody. They can't handle situations. And I'm sure you see this, but what I've learned as an adult is is your parents are only as good as, like, how they were raised, you know, and, like, how much awareness they have about their situation, you know, Um one of the examples is like my brother and I were always really fat kids. Like my mom always overfed us. And <laughs> always, always. I was like fat from the time I was like four years old. And oh. later in life, I was always like, we, you know, we gave my mom a hard time. We were like, why, why did you let us drink Pepsi every day and eat potato chips? You know, in the afternoon, McDonald's at any time we wanted. And she actually said, look, when I was little, she was born in 1948. You know, for the first 10 years of her life, she said, my parents didn't have any money. I can remember going to bed hungry. And so I never wanted you guys to feel that way. So I over, 
I think I ended up like if you ever were hungry, I just gave you anything you wanted because I never wanted you to know what it was like. And then you're like, oh, you know, it begins to make sense, you know, that you have that awareness. And uh, anyway, I have a great mom too. I get emotional. She's amazing. Um, but I think that the biggest mistake they she made, I think, was, of course, this was again, like 90s, late 90s when my dad passed away. But we nobody went to therapy like people in Maine my family always thought well you were nuts if you were in therapy which of course you find out later is like no like the best way to be a stable person is getting in therapy so I would say Mm -hmm. what I love is how Dan and I are still in therapy you know I've had multiple therapists like that to me is what I would give to my kids is like you cannot solve this by yourself and I loved the analogy you gave about when you were going through depression and it's like a pool you know if you if you had this beautiful pool would you not put chlorine in it to make it balanced of course you would you do that for yourself so I think that's what I would change and then the thing that I liked much like your mom we could talk about any my mom talked about everything with us underage drinking uh, and there like it was always in my house if you tell me the truth you will have a lot of freedom. If you lie to me, that's when, you know, because she knew like we were going to drink, right? So her thing was always, you cannot get in a car with someone who has been drinking. I don't care. Call me at 2 a.m. You just, you cannot get in a vehicle with someone that's, I don't care. We'll figure it out later. You stay where you are. Like, so she was always, there was never this like, you can't drink at 16. She just knew we were going to, you know, but it was, and she talked about drugs. Not that she knew anything about drugs, but I I love that. I loved like what you had with your mom. You we could talk about anything. Nothing was off limits. Um, and that's so helpful. I think it just builds a trust between you and your child. Yeah, absolutely. I had this conversation with one of the girls the other day. We, you know, she was starting to lie to me about stuff, and it was. I mean, you said it perfectly, but it was. If you tell me the truth, I'm not going to be nearly as upset as if I find out you're lying to me about it later, then we're going to have problems. But tell me the truth and we'll work it out. You know, if you didn't do your homework or whatever, you know, you screwed up and flunked a test. Fine. Tell me now. Don't lie to me about it. And then I find out later you were lying. But yeah, I love that. How over the years, whether it's with Harry's dad and I'm curious, like, I don't know, did you and Kane ever, how did you ever resolve a parenting disagreement? So like if, you know, Kane didn't want them to have a phone, you did, I don't even know how you dealt with that with Kane. I really don't. But like, how's it going with Harry's dad? How do you resolve? Because like, like the same thing with the, putting KJ on YouTube. I mean, I don't think Dan wants to put KJ on YouTube. I don't know if we will or not, but I'm curious. How do you resolve conflicts? I don't have a lot of good advice for that one because I haven't had the best of experiences. Um, I mean, well, with Harry's dad, we disagree a lot about um, screen time, you know, and when we were in the same house together, it was really tough. You know, we would just come up with compromises of, okay, so let's limit it to an hour a day of screen time. You know, he didn't want any. I wanted you know, it to be a lot more freedom. And so we came up with an hour. Now that we're in, you know, this is actually interesting you bring that up because now we're in separate households and Harry's starting to have the worst tantrums, like epic tantrums when he doesn't get what he wants. And Harry's dad and I, he brought it up to me. He was like, is he doing this in your house too? I was like, yes, like it's an issue. Um, so he said, you know, maybe it's because it's too inconsistent that I have a certain set of rules in my house and you have a different set of rules in your house. And for a four-year-old, that can be really confusing. So we actually, we have like a Google Meet set up for this Friday where we're going to sit down and we're going to go through a typical day for both of us and what our household rules are and see if, even though now we're, you know, divorced and in two different houses, can we come up with some consistency on what our rules will be. And I'm sure it won't all be the same. You know, I let him watch YouTube videos, YouTube kid videos. He doesn't let him watch any, but I'm sure we can find some common ground just so it's not so confusing for the kid. I'm sure Harry will still have tantrums, but maybe it'll help a little bit. Yes. Um, All right. How about navigating other parents? 
this is like my fear of parenting. It's not really my own child. It's um, it's more like the fear of what do I do when, I don't know, somebody says like your the lunchbox shaming. Uh, yes, well the, <laughs> the lunchbox shaming. <laughs> That was more like, that's really my own issue, right? It's like, who cares, oh, you know? And Dude, I feel you. I went in for like, um, you know, a little parent comes in the classroom type of thing and saw all the kids' lunches were, you know, a hard-boiled egg and cut up, you know, crudite platter and like all this healthy stuff. And my kid had SpaghettiOs and, you know, a granola bar. And it was just like, you know what? I tried for a little while to make it like the other kids' lunches, and he just didn't eat. So I'm like, what's the point of putting a healthy lunch in there if he's not going to eat it? But I know. That was – yeah. I mean, the lunches, I was blown away. Like, some of these kids are eating steamed edamame. They're eating – I'm just yes. like, what? Seaweed, seaweed slabs. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I – you know, that's the thing I'm curious about, like, with parenting is – dealing with competitive parents, dealing with, um, and you know, like, like we, KJ goes to a little school. This is, this is the administration. So the, the, um, the people that own it, I think are very religious and they don't celebrate a lot of holidays. So they do like different festivals, things like a a holiday festival, a fall festival where they wear costumes and exchange gifts, but they don't do your traditional holidays. Right. I don't know. I'm just always like, when do you speak up? When do you, like, when do you voice your opinion? Like I, do celebrate Christmas. And I think it's okay to, you know, I don't know. That's what I think is going to be interesting to navigate parenting. Like when to just say, look, I I think you should celebrate Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you could tell other parents, I think you should celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so much of it is, you know, I am just figuring this out as I go along, like everybody else. And, you know, do you ever make mistakes? Last question. Do you ever see parents and you're like, oh, I really like how they're running their household. They're oh, admire This them. actually happened to me just yesterday. I was at Walgreens waiting to pick up my antibiotic, you know, for having strep. And there was a mom there with her two small kids. One was, I think, three or four. And the other one was maybe five waiting to get flu shots. And the whole pharmacy was backed up and, you know, everybody was waiting forever. And the youngest one who is Harry's age, and, you know, I told you he's having all these massive tantrums lately, was having a total meltdown because he wanted to leave. This woman, like I kind of hated her for it. She handled it so beautifully. She just, she didn't get revved up with him, which I tend to do when Harry is having, you know, these massive meltdowns. I grit my teeth and I'm like, stop it right now. You're going to lose your videos for the next two weeks. You know, something (laughs) I would never do. And I try threats. I go to bribes and I just like, I escalate with him. She stayed calm and cool. And she was like, I know you're frustrated. I know this is really difficult. We just need a few more minutes. Do you want to watch a video on my phone? And the kid like smacked the phone away, crying and everything. And she was just like, let's take a little walk. Why don't we just walk? And she told the pharmacist, like, I'm just going to walk around. And she just was so calm and cool and, and compassionate towards the kid even though the kid was having this epic tantrum and everybody the store was crowded I'm sure was like you know yeah like get your kid under control this is stressful for everybody else but she wasn't like that and she went and she took him for a little walk she ended up getting a little car from the toy aisle for him and when she came back I mentioned her, I was like, you know, excuse me. I was like, I just wanted to tell you, I can't believe how well you handled it, that I have a four-year-old who's going through tantrums. And that was seriously inspirational. And at first she looked confused, like, why is this stranger telling me that? But then she said, um, she was like, you know, she's like, he's actually on the spectrum with autism. But the good thing about that is it's really taught me to handle situations differently, you know, Mm. to set the tone with my attitude and my energy. And I was just like, man, I, I've raised two toddlers already into teenagers. And here I am learning something totally new. And I'm going to try that next time he's having a tantrum to change my energy. I love observing. Just like going up and up and threatening him to an inch of his life to stop it. And I'm going to try that next time. 
So cool. I love observing. And you love, I love watching, you know, other kids. Like you see other kids that are happy and well-adjusted and you're like, okay, something obviously has to be going right in their household. Like what are they, you know, it's funny. You can read the kids too. You can tell the kids that come from intense, you know, parenting lifestyles and, oh, I mean, you can read it, you know, even at 18 months old in this classroom, you can see the kids that are easier going and those that aren't. And um, Anyway. Let me just tell you with teenagers, I don't know what the heck is going on out there or if it's just, you know, the girls are really blessed that Peter made a lot of money and now that money can be used for them to go to like some of the best private schools in the area. I don't know if it's just like entitled rich white kids or what, but I am not observing a lot of wow, those parents must be doing a great job. Really? There's definitely some good kids, like the kids that, but there's so many like girls that are just seeking so much from boys. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I, that's a whole different, <laughs> oh, no, it's a whole different sideways, but I don't know. I need to, I need some good inspirational teenage um, parenting because there's some, man, Sometimes I think about, would I be doing them a better service by putting them in public school or going to kids in the real world? Can I tell you? And then we can totally wrap it up. Sophie, apparently, she was sitting in a chair that had wheels on it. This is at school. And another kid wanted it. And there was a group of them around. And the kid said, I'll give you 10 bucks to let me have the rolling chair. Sophie said no. And the girl goes, 20. And Sophie said no. The girl goes, I'll give you 50 bucks to let me sit in the rolling chair. And I chair. would have said yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Sophie said yes, as she should. And she came home and she told me about it. I was like, Sophie, you are never going to see that money. Like, that's, come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> she came home yesterday with a $50 bill. That's like, that's, that's a rich well, those little. Sound like good well, friends girl. to me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> hey, they they follow through. They keep their word. And they've got cash so we can do stuff. This doesn't sound that bad. Where, where are you going with this? <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. This is who I'm having you associate with. The kid just told, asked her mom. She was like, hey, I need 50 bucks. You know, I, I paid to sit in a rolling chair for 10 minutes in class. And the mom was like, here you go. I know. No, I, I, you know, I told I want them growing up having that kind of mindset. I told Sophie, no. I said, so, you know, back when like I was struggling after, you know, Peter and I separated, I said, my entire grocery budget for a week was a hundred dollars. That is half of feeding a family for a week that this kid just, you know, threw out so she could sit in a rolling chair for 10 minutes. No, like, this is not what the rest of the world experiences. I'm with you. And you know, it sets a bad precedent that you can pay to make things go away or change. You know, that's not, I know it's, it's not the way. No, I, I think you're right to assess it all. I would be, you know, I mean, of course we have to learn to navigate people that have a lot of wealth and privilege and all that, but then, yeah, there's a ton of people out there that don't. And yeah. It's not how yeah. that's oof, that is fascinating what you've those decisions you have to make. That's a tough one. Yeah, because it's like I have the opportunity to send them to some of the best schools in the area. You know, I have to choose a high school for Sam and these amazing private high schools get you into Ivy League colleges. But it's also how she's going to spend these incredibly important next yeah. four years of turning into the woman that she's going to be. And do I want her just, you know, in this bubble of rich white kids, elitist kids, you know, I don't know. It's tough. The school we visited the other day seems to really put turning the kids into compassionate human beings, you know, above just getting into the best college. So I'm hopeful maybe she gets into that one because they seem to really put on the kids, you know, doing community work and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. That's a tough one that I, I don't know. That's not the way I grew up. You know, we were poor when I grew up and I think it made me a better person. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I hear you. I, I'm with you 100%. Very. Yeah. So um, okay. Those I have to are love those decisions. We All just right. figured them out as we go. Um, can't wait for next week's episode. We got a good surprise for everybody. Be very interesting interview we're going to do. Where can people follow you, message you for topics, all that good stuff? Um, on Instagram at, at Miss Pink Monster. 
Sophie set up my TikTok for me. Speaking of kids and social media, finally, she's like, Mom, I can't believe you're not on TikTok. Also, Ms. Pink Monster, MS Pink Monster. And then I finally put the YouTube channel. Now that Google gave me access again, it's um, Ms. Pink Monster underscore. Because somebody else took the handle, Ms. Pink Monster. I know, right? So Ms. Pink Monster underscore, it has all of our podcasts that we've done together. If you want to see our lovely faces as we're talking about this, but it also has all of my old videos of the girls when they were younger and all the fun stuff we used to post online. All right. I can't wait to check it out. Okay. Natasha, we'll see you next week. Bye, gorgeous. Bye, my friend. Bye.